0: It worked. It worked. It worked. No technical difficulties. We did it. We all did it. Congrats to each and every one of you. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So excited. The video quality for this uh, performance is crazy. So like 1990, early 90s or something like that. Whatever. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm excited. Unscathed thus far, which means in two minutes, the technology will crap out at me and I will be upset. I hope that everyone's having a fantastic Friday morning. We got Norm in the chat. Josh, don't forget the intro, <laughs> Osborne. It's funny how much that has actually been helping me lately. Welcome to the morning show. It's a little bite-sized bits of everything that I personally enjoy. Geography, history, books, music, baseball. So thank you, Abe, in the chat. Abe says, Abe, in the chat, doing me a favor. Did you see all the New Morning Tourist merch dropped? It did. You guys decided you are called the Tourist? We made some merch for you. How about that? Also, we got Yes, Please Coffee bringing in the last episode of the week Yes, please, dot, coffee, slash, John Boy. I mean, I made cold brew out of it. I made this so incredibly strong because when you make cold brew, you really just make it concentrate. I didn't dilute it. So this is intense, what I'm drinking right now. We'll see if I finish that. Um, if I wasn't in front of the computer, in front of a mic, I would go dilute it more because it's, it's pretty intense. But, yes, please, coffee. Saw someone else picked up a bag recently. You can get 25% off your first order using discount code JOHNBOY. Freshly roasted beans sent to your door every day. Not every day. Not every day. Well, I wonder if you can do every day because you get to choose how often they show up. You get to choose the size and then you get a nice new and unique blend every time. New and unique blend. Not sure what blend you like? Try a bunch. You can cancel at any time. No qualms from yes please. You can skip an order if you want. You can do whatever you want. They, They send you a Playlist full of songs Which is fun They tell you where the beans Have been brewed It's a pretty cool deal So uh, Yes Please Has been kind enough To sponsor the last Two weeks of mourning I appreciate them Go check it out 25% off Your first order Discount code John Boy. This song is still going Huh? How about that? Thought it'd be over by now Alright It's fading out It's fading out What a crazy voice you hear that song, and you're like, it's just a pop song, and then uh, when you really listen to it and see him singing, you're like, damn, that guy's doing some incredible stuff with his voice. Blind Melon. Interesting band name. How did that happen? I don't know. Anyway, today on John Boy Media, we got talking Yanks. We did a bullet point episode, 10 solid bullet points of info you need to know if you haven't been keeping up and our thoughts on those things. If you have been keeping up and you're interested, what we have to say talking baseball is a preview of the West regions, the West region, you know, contenders, not contenders. What we think and all that, uh, what we're listening to Nick and, uh, Courtney sat down again and Courtney roasted Nick because he just had a. Just a terrible incident with Roman numerals. Went into the Roman numeral world like far too gung-ho. And uh, Courtney was like, hey, you know, maybe don't maybe don't go in that room. You're going to embarrass yourself if you go to try and hang out with all the Roman numerals. So kind of a funny clip there. Well, it was very funny. Jake and I were cracking up last night when we were watching it. And John Boy and Jake TV. Oh, I think John, John Boy and Jake TV today is do, 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 John boy Jake TV is it stairway to stardom someone in the in the chat say it, it's stairway to stardom cuz if it is stairway to stardom stairway to stardom is like a uh uh what's it called like your local TV station public access TV station and this dude hosted a talent show in his basement it's so weird. Producer Luke told us to watch it. It was very cringy. I didn't want to be mean to twelve and thirteen year old girls that are dancing in a creepy guy's basement. Uh, I mean, go watch it if you're if you're interested in bad TV and cringe fest and all that. Go check out Stairway to Stardom. It's wild. Maybe we'll do it again. See if people like it a lot. Anyway, that's everything we got going on on John Boy Media in the, in my screen. I feel like I look real glossy and sweaty. But I don't feel glossy and sweaty. Damn. Damn. Not Mr. Moon says it's basically basement baggage. Huh. It's, it's crazy. It was pretty weird. The dude eats up the first seven minutes of the show just singing. <laughs> uh, it's gross. It's good. We like it. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I wonder if I got this set up on the first try. Test. And that's all I had to say about that. I mean, what a Friday so far. The weather today in Holyoke, is that how you pronounce it? Holyoke, Mass? It's 78 degrees and cloudy, which is nice. It's 72 degrees and cloudy in New York City. 78 degrees and cloudy in Holyoke, which is a, a pretty phallic shape of a town. Now, you could say it looks like a finger or a thumb. Where does it go So confusing But uh, it kind of looks like a penis Which you know It's just how that happens Like if you go like this That's pretty phallic looking And if you can't figure it out Up here's Up here's the penis head Here are the balls (laughs) If you couldn't figure that out though You've just never seen a penis, anyway. What did I find out about Holyoke? It was called the Paper City. It produced so much damn paper. Like um, in the nineteenth century, the city produced an estimated eighty percent of writing paper used in the United States. So yo, so well, it's the nineteenth century. I wonder how much writing paper was supplied back then. Whoa, was that noise? Um. Anyway, if you go to like YouTube, it's a bunch of ghettos and stuff. But they did invent volleyball in Holyoke, Mass. And it was originally known as mintonette for its similar similarity to badminton. Badminton, mintonette. Oh, I get it. It was invented in 1895 at the Holyoke YMCA. I had no idea that America laid claim to the invention of volleyball, and I'm damn proud of us. That's awesome. Well, all right. If we're being honest, I don't care, but it is cool. I didn't know that. The back end of it is all green. Here's city. Oh, the other cool thing was and this is a weird coincidence because I was going to do the documentary doing later and then I uh, on this subject and then I read that the city of Holyoke was one of the first cities to use the grid plan. Um, one of the handful of cities in New England built on the grid plan. Because New England roads look like spaghetti thrown on a, on a map. And the grid, so this is one of the first cities where they did this downtown area. Oh, am I still crooked for you guys? That's frustrating. Uh, where they did a grid plan. More on the grid later. Because I've been talking about the grid to everyone I talk to. And they were like, shut up about the grid. So, more on that later. Um, what else did I find out about Holyoke? I think I found there's like, there's a Holyoke, Mass. Oh, there it sounds like there was a shooting. Yeah, every YouTube video just says like ghetto, most dangerous city in Mass, ghetto, ghetto. Um, so, that's disappointing. There's some music video shot there, paper. The last great paper mill. Shout out to this kid. Old building. I mean, it just looks like an old building now. That's crazy that industries just fucking come and go like that. 80% of the country's paper came from this mill, or a good percentage of it, and now it just looks like this. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild Abandoned building That staircase looks Freshly painted That had to be A new staircase Anyone that's not Watching It's just an abandoned Building That I guess was a mill Supplied a lot of paper I don't know what else I got on Holyoke I'm trying to see uh, What else I wrote down Built in tandem With the Holyoke Dam To utilize the water power Of Hadley Falls One of the handful Cities on the grid So it's like a planned city In New England Which I think Doesn't exist that much And then the guy invented volleyball there. That's great. There's a lot of notable people. Like on Wikipedia, when you go to notable people, it's not just a section on Wikipedia. It takes you to a whole page. And none of them were that exciting to me. So I didn't write any down. Because I wasn't excited by them. Hard facts only here. What, did it not work? Now it's not working Interesting, interesting I was trying to play that That's all I have to say about that Ah, I think the the soundboard in the other room got turned on God damn it Telling you, we got two soundboards They get connect via Bluetooth And you can't rename them So you just got to guess and check Guess wrong there. And they switch orders on you. So, like, right now, this one isn't it, and it's on top. But when I disconnected, it switches order. Now I'm going to try the one on the bottom. Wrong one again. Oh, for fucking 2. Now I'm going to try the one on the top. All this to play a... Does it work? Okay, got it. And that's all I have to say about that. We're moving on. We're moving on to the baseball player. His name is, all right, all right. His name is Junior Ortiz. And before I go into the stuff I want to talk about, we'll just look at his career real quick because the stuff I want to talk about is kind of weird. Um, But Junior Ortiz was pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. He wasn't that, he wasn't pretty good. Negative war in his career. But he played for a long time. He played for 13 years as a backup catcher. Like the most games he ever played in a season was 95 when he was 33. Started playing when he was 22, bounced around a little bit, a lot of years with Pittsburgh, um, but he was a good defensive catcher, and like a terrible hitter. 256 career batting average, 305 on base percentage, 305 slugging. That's tough, man. Your on base percentage and your slugging are the exact same thing, and 610 OPS, 70 OPS plus. He had one year in 1990 where he had a uh, above average year hitting. Uh, 1988 and 1986, Junior Ortiz, full name, Aldo So I went to his Wikipedia, right? And there's like two lines on his Wikipedia. I'll see if I can find them for you. Junior Ortiz. And I was like, they're the most random lines to just be on a dude's Wikipedia. So here we go. You ready for it? I'm going to zoom in so you can read it more. These are the two lines that I saw on his Wikipedia. They talk about his playing champion. Then it just says, new paragraph. Ortiz was a light-hitting catcher with a stutter. New paragraph. Ortiz developed a reputation for having a strong sense of humor. It's like, what's what are we doing? That's so. Those are the most random things. It's not bullet points. It's just like new paragraphs on his uh, Wikipedia. So... I went to the source, right? I went and found the no, the little, uh, the references, where are they saying these things? And then we got, they're from books. And in the books, there's actually some interesting stories about this. So this is uh, Tim McCarver's book. So the baseball section has turned into the book section, and the book section's turned into a documentary section. What the hell's going on in the morning today? Jeez. Um, the first, the first, Instance is in Tim McCarver's book, and he's talking about how communication between a pet pitcher and a catcher transcends language because baseball is so universal. Um, and it says, Oh, I can't even really Google it right here. Let me see. Um, ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, all right, well, I can't highlight it, but it's right in the middle here where he says, Um, There's a much-told story about Tom Seaver and catcher Junior Ortiz. That's our dude. About 12 years ago, Junior, who is a funny, dear man. So someone read this book and was like, we got to add that to his Wikipedia. This guy was funny. People need to know that. Um, He was trying to learn English, and Tom was trying to teach him with a crossword puzzle. The puzzle asked for a four-letter word for clenched hand. I know it. Fist. I'm smart enough, though. Tom clenched his hand in a fist and said, Junior, think about this. Like my uh, great-uncle used to say, you want a knuckle sandwich? And Junior piped up, oh, pitch out. And Tom Seaver said, that's so many more letters than four, Junior. Come on. Uh, No, he didn't say that. It's not part of it. But McCarver's just saying, that shows how universal a fist is for pitch out. Transcends language. So that, someone read that small paragraph in Tim McCarver's book, And said, we got to add this to Junior Ortiz's Wikipedia. Like, come on. People need to know he was funny. And then the next book is uh, Phil Necro's book. No, it's Tim Kirkjian. Is this a great game or what? God, I love Kirkjian. And this chapter of this book is titled Phil Necro's Teeth. But the book uh, goes on to say, Junior Ortiz, our dude, right, Junior Ortiz, a backup catcher for several teams, had a son named J.J., which he said, I should have known, stands for Junior Junior because he had such a bad stutter. I mean, that is really funny if you have a stutter and then you name your son Junior Junior, J.J., because you just know you're going to repeat it anyway. That's bizarre. And then, next sentence, Ortiz was a terrible hitter with an even worse stutter. So someone read that line and was like, we got to get this on the Wikipedia page. Let's go. Dude sucked at hitting and stuttered. The people got to no. know. So they threw that one line on the Wikipedia. But the whole story is pretty funny here. When he extended his hitting streak to three games one season, he said, only 58 more and I break Lou Gehrig's record. With Junior, I was never sure if he was kidding. Like, I mean, dude was kidding. I guarantee you he was kidding. We already know he's got that great sense of humor. Read his Wikipedia one time for me, Tim. In 1990, his twins' teammates gave him a T-shirt that read, I can't hit, I can't throw, I can't run, what am I doing here? How fucked up is that? That is is such a brutal T-shirt to be given to by your teammates. I can't hit. I can't throw. I can't run. What am I doing here? Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, and yet, Junior was the catcher in Cleveland on a Sunday in 1991 when the Twins extended their winning streak to 14 games. After the game, Ortiz gave the famous Lou Gehrig speech Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Stammering all the way through it. Today, I come from a long line of stutterers. Both my uncles and my grandpa uh, stutter on hard hard C's and hard T's. And I was born with a speech impediment, as you all know. Not allowed to come at me for R's. Sometimes they're going to sound like W's. But anyway, he was a stutterer. Uh, and then Ortiz said, after he quoted Lou Gehrig, he said, if we had lost today, the guys would have beat the hell out of me. I was afraid I would jinx us. I thought I was the only I thought I was the only way we could lose this game. I mean, I think you're gonna feel that way when your teammates give you a shirt that says, I can't hit, I can't throw, I can't read, what am I I can't run, what am I doing here? Um it's a tough shirt. It's so a really tough shirt to be handed to by your teammates. Anyway, that's the Junior Ortiz story. So thank you know a, a legit thank you to whoever wrote that stuff on his Wikipedia page because um, it led to some funny stories, and we all we all we are all the better for it. Next up, here comes the part where some people. Like, okay, the baseball makes sense. He's going to do a book now? What the fuck is that? Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. We're not doing a book today. I did a documentary like two Fridays ago, and producer Luke said, Hey, if you have more documentaries, you should do them. I, that was cool. So, bam, that's what we're doing. Okay. 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 Uh, do I just go into it? And that's all I had to say about that. Rick Burns, brother of Ken Burns, made a documentary about New York. I took a gummy a couple weeks ago. I started watching it. I was blown away the whole time. I was like, holy shit, this is interesting. I'm a loser. I love history. I live in Manhattan now, so it's a little more like uh, hits closer to home in a dumb way. I think that is just more relatable. Uh, there's, this, there's this part of the documentary where I'm going to play. I'm going to play the audio for you guys where he talks about. They talk about the grid and making Manhattan into a grid how crazy it was. So this may be awkward because I'm just going to play like a clip from a documentary um, instead of like read, but I, I don't know. I'm fascinated by it and every day I'm like, whoa, this is nuts. Here we go.
1: At a time when New York City was still huddled at the southern tip of Manhattan, Clinton's commissioners proposed leveling the entire natural geography of the island and replacing it with a single massive grid. 12 avenues wide and 155 streets long, covering 11,000 acres with more than 2,000 blocks. There had been grid plans before, but never on this scale. At a time when the city held fewer than 100,000 people, the plan envisioned a giant metropolis of more than a million. If realized, it would transform Manhattan into the most populous city on Earth. It was an extraordinary thing to impose geometry on an island. It was an enchanting island. It was uh, all covered with oak and hemlock and fir, and there were lots of ponds and streams and springs, and it was all up and down hill. All
0: right. And instead
1: of allowing for the ups and downs and saving the books and streams and everything, This gridiron is really cruel. I don't know if I should pause it. It was was laid down over the whole island. In the pre-grid days, we respected nature, partly because we couldn't do much about it. So roads go around hills. They circumvent ponds. No more. Now, hills were to be leveled and thrown into ponds. Land was to be filled in. This was to become one of the most man-made artificial spaces in the history of the planet.
0: That's crazy to me. You, you see it, you think about it, and you're like, "How did this become this?" And you don't really put it together that they had the foresight when there was a hundred thousand people living there to be like, "Hey, if we level the entire island and make it just concrete and grid this is a cool part.'
1: Numbers, they're not going to be named.
0: I'm talking about how:
1: because the So the other part
0: of New York that's cool is like they were like, "We want everyone from all over the world to live here. Can there be a place?" where every type of person lives on one island. Like, can that possibly exist? It has never existed anywhere else. Like, even the Roman cities and all the other cities is mostly the same person. But the origin of New York was everywhere, everywhere, people from everywhere, one island. So the grid system they explain here was good for that, a a community that didn't all speak the same language because it was all numbers.
1: Two democratic because the streets are going to be numbered, they're not going to be named. Three, efficient, it makes it easy for immigrants, people who don't speak English, to navigate their way around to their workplace and to selling places. Four, a sense of routinizing and regularizing the real estate market, because everything is gridded up in advance so that you can buy and sell plots easily with great convenience. Perhaps the most extraordinary is the conviction that you are going to totally triumph over nature. And the notion that you can in fact shape, reshape, reformulate
0: things. All right, so I don't know. I'm I'm nerding out. You guys may not care. I just think it's wild. Like to have like I thought the grid in Manhattan happened n- naturally like all right, let's do this. Let's add 20 blocks. All right, let's add 20 more blocks. All right, let's add 20 more blocks. Like we're growing. Keep going. Nah, when they were at 100,000 people, they were like, let's do the whole fucking island. Let's level it. And let's leave Central Park in the middle. And random parks here and there. It's crazy. And there's some line here that says what the grid really does well is, you know, because there's cross streets at all the time, you can stand at an intersection and see the sunrise and the sunset. So even though there's huge buildings in the way, you can look down avenues and see for a long time. Where if it's like circular circles and might be talking about here. What you
1: have in the grid is a a powerful underorder in a city where there is so much anarchy. And you can stand on any cross street and you can see the river on either side. And also the breeze comes through and you get the sun rising on one side and the sun setting on the other side. It's also quite nice, the big, long, straight avenues that run north-south, which John Paul Sartre admired. He loved these big, straight avenues in which you could see the light always. And they seem somehow, in a way, a representation of American limitlessness.
0: Yeah, like those long avenues that Manhattan has where you can just see forever down if you get up. Like, it's not normal for a city to have, like, you know. They usually intersect and there's a circle in the middle and you can't just look and see the end of the island. Like if I walk out of my apartment and stand in the intersection, I can see the end of the island on one side and the end on the other. And it's a huge metropolis. So I don't know. That shit's blew me away. I was also high on the couch and but I was like, whoa, I did not under, I did not know that's how Manhattan was built. Like they fucking in 18, whatever. They're like, let level the whole damn thing. Then it worked great. Yeah. Um All right. Someone says uh these have to get copyright claimed all the time. Yeah, morning. I mean I, I open up with a song. So, that's why it's good to have a sponsor cuz they make zero money on their own. Um so it came to a point where I was like, do we keep doing morning? I like doing it. We got a nice good base, but you know, they're not bringing in native ads like the breakdowns and all the other stuff do. But uh our base says, now do something about the traffic. Yeah, that's going to suck. That's always going to suck. But I drive to to and work every day and find parking easily. Manhattan to the Bronx every day. And, you know, doesn't take long. But, yeah, grid. Fucking super interesting in my opinion. And uh, I told producer Luke I was going to do it. And he was like, you've already done that. And I was like, I think I've just talked about it to everyone that I talk to. Since watching that doc And I've never done it on the show So there you go Friday doc What do we got here Vinny donated $2 to my gummy fund That's that's awesome uh, Fart Dad said If you get copyright claimed by multiple people Do they split the ad money I don't know well, You gotta ask them I mean I would guess so I would guess so yeah but uh, you know, uh, a lot of times we'll just demonetize it, or no, we'll give them the money. Yeah, yeah, they just get. We don't demonetize it. Did you hear about the light rail they're thinking about making between the Bronx and Queens? That'd be crazy. That'd be cool. Um, all right, I got to end this. We're doing a practice run of a new show that Jake's gonna be. Jake, that's gonna be coming to you from Jake soon, and that's exciting. So I'm gonna try and keep these more of a tidy thirty minutes. What are we at now? We're at twenty nine. So we're 27, so that's good. Uh, hi, Marla. Welcome to the Periscope. We just are about to end. Uh, yeah, so moving forward, like next week, little little uh, rundown of uh, the back-end situation. Uh, anyone that watches these on uh, Periscope, watches on Facebook, or listens on the podcast app, you will go unscathed. If you watch on YouTube, which I know there's a, a whole ton of you and you're in the chat every day, Mornin' uh, will be on the main channel for one more week. All right? One more week, morning will be on the main channel, and then it will have its own YouTube channel. Uh, We already have it made. Producer Luke is building it out, backloading some things. Uh, There it is if you want to go subscribe. But one more week on this channel, every single episode, I will give this announcement. It's going to be moving to its own channel, Um, and I'll just be incredibly forthcoming about it. Like, we use the main channel as a launching pad. I don't think if I started on its own channel, we would have been going and Jake's going to take over Morning Shift on the main channel to launch his, his show. It's going to be really sports-heavy, um, kind of like this, but sports. And I'm going to keep doing this, but it's going to live on a different YouTube. It'll be on the same for Facebook, same for Twitter, same for Periscope, same for podcast app, but the new on uh, YouTube, it'll be a new one. The reason being, breakdowns are the backbone of the company right now. We don't want them to be in the future. I don't want to stop doing them, but, uh, you know, uh the main YouTube channel is best as as a huge net that grabs people, right and um the more people we grab, the more potentially go and listen to morning and listen to talking baseball and listen to Talking yanks and listen to our other properties. But you grab less people if we do two live shows every day and they get the notification and people are like, I didn't subscribe for this. I subscribe for breakdowns and I hear that and I understand it. So instead of doing two morning shows on the main channel, I'm going to take this one, come with me to the new channel. The new Jake show will be here. I think it debuts next Friday Um, and hopefully that gets a large base and then that goes and gets its own program and that. So that's, that's the plan. Um, We have a big, we have a big ad deal coming next week. It'll de- debut next week um, for breakdowns and sequence and some things. So if breakdowns are light this week, it's because um, it's because there's a lot coming next week, hopefully. Steve B says, so you're saying we're just a fish in a net. Not you, Steve. Not you guys. You guys are the prize fishes. We caught you. You're beautiful. We bonded with you. We took you out of the net. Now you're in our home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. All right. But, um, yeah, that's the plan. So, I mean, it'll be one more week. So, it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday, on the main channel. And I will give this announcement every day to just keep keep reminding people. So, I'll try to do it at the end. Maybe one time I'll do it at the beginning. Um, But thank you all for keeping this going, uh, for having fun. The Facebook uh, numbers are um, someone attacked us with bots, so that's weird. We got, like, 50,000 views, and we're, like, telling the advertiser, like, hey, don't get excited about that because those are bots. (laughs) There's not 50,000 people watching every time on Facebook. So I don't know how that's happening, but it's cool. But all right. Cool. I think I'm out. Play some more Blind Melon. What's the guy's name? He died. Very sad. What was his name? Uh, Shannon Hoon. Shannon Hoon. Crazy vocals, though. All right, I'll take you out. See you guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, there are sports next week. It is exciting. Very exciting. See you then.